Hi there, I'm Nana, and welcome to episode 154 of Blurred R Us. Uh, once again, uh, today I'm by myself, but I'm again not by myself. Uh, one of the things that I love about podcasting is that it allows me to communicate with and interact with people all over the world. So today I am once again joined by Mr. Igutaku, aka John from Japan. Um, it's great to have you on the episode, dude. Good morning. Well, it, well, it's morning for me. I feel really guilty because I can't really pop a beer at nine o'clock in the morning. It's not really that acceptable. Um, but um, yeah, good, good evening, um, night owl. Yeah, um, <laughs> this actually works out nice for me because, like I said, my sleeping pants being messed up, so the the time difference is no issue for me. Um, I was gonna try and get like most of the old gang back together. Um, but the time difference was an issue for them. Um, and they were all either busy, couldn't stay awake, or just had other, like, had to wake up <laughs> early in the morning. Um, sleeps for wimps. <laughs> well, yeah, that's easy for you to say when it's nine o'clock in the morning. What, what's it like yeah. being in the future? <laughs> uh, the sun came up and now it's gone behind some clouds again and it's going to rain. Oh. Um, this is, yeah, this is a very kind of, well, it's not, but it's it's just difficult because I've been moving over the last what feels like forever. Yeah. Um, and you know, most people just put their stuff in a in boxes and in a van and then drive to the new house and then unpack the boxes and get rid of van and away they go. But we have like fifty years and four generations of Japanese people's stuff. <laughs> So, you know, I don't want to get into why, but my goodness me, I mean, the amount of shit <laughs> is just unbelievable. Yeah. You know, even the, sh- even the shit has shit. So <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But my room's, my room's coming along my little gaming, like, man cave. Yeah. Um, until my wife decides to say, oh, yeah, here's a printer that I use, but you don't use because it's not connected to your fucking <laughs> computer. And it's this massive, heavy thing. It's like, I've just got my room sorted out. I don't want this. And she's like, please. So, mm. Oh, God. So you, you've actually showed me little snippets of the house, isn't it? And it actually looks really cool. Now, this is going to sound really weird to ask, but your stairs look absolutely amazing. Like, did you, like, build them yourselves? Well, I didn't, I didn't build anything. Oh, I'm scared to put pins in the wall to put my pictures up. <laughs> All right, but um, did you, like, help with the design? Because those stairs look freaking cool. Oh, this house has been, yeah, this house was completely designed um, by us. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, with the help of art- architects and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I know, yeah, the stairs up to the roof are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we, I'll t- I tell you what, Matt, I don't, I think I might have, sorry, this is stupidly geeky, <laughs> but it's not very interesting at all. Um, we got this fridge, to, which is a ridiculously sized fridge. And I witnessed a miracle like <laughs> this time last week. <laughs> these three these three delivery guys managed to get it up two flights of stairs mm. and i it's just i was just at an absolute awe i was just like slow golf clap at the end when they got <laughs> out of the stairs when, when, and when, the guy ignored me i think it's because <laughs> i was speaking english and he didn't understand me so mm. he decided to ignore me when, Prick, when, but, when they're going pivot 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 <laughs> I, I i emailed my brother every single gif in the book about like well, we've got a sofa to get up here you know, mm. in a couple of weeks as well. It's like exactly the same thing. It's like, did you cut this couch in half? <laughs> nah, that's so, cool. yeah, we're going to go through that again. But um, so, like, we would t- the like we had to take some of the rails off of the stairs, mm. and 
There was talk at one point about whether they would have to use a crane to get it in the door wow. the other end of the house. And I was just like, you're fucking kidding me. It's a fridge for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, but the other thing was um, not not being content with the – or not being happy with the um, the amazing fridge that we've just got. My, um, we went to the department store or the electronic store mm. to get a beer fridge. Yeah. Um, which, again, I don't think is necessary at all, but apparently it is. Mm. And um, – so we were looking at the bigger fridges, um, not to give our fridge a complex or, you know, feel <laughs> paranoid or anything. We still love you, but um, as I point fridge. my hands towards it. Mm. Um, but I don't know. If, I mean, you know, I know Japan has this kind of reputation for being futuristic and stuff yeah. and like space age and what. Mm-hmm. They still use fax machines. It's all bollocks. <laughs> See, I was just about to ask, like, does your fridge talk to you? Like, do you give it uh, verbal commands and it just <laughs> does what you need it to do? <laughs> Um, I am surprised it doesn't talk to us, but when we went to the electronics store, there are fridges, and like I said, I don't know what the situation is in the UK, mm. there are fridges with USB ports. Oh, swear down, <laughs> that's amazing. Like, my wife's sewing machine has software, oh. I don't need a key to open my front door, and the fridge has a USB port. It's the end of days, man. Oh, that's, well, it may be the end of days, but that's fucking cool, though. Like, imagine if you, you're like, your phone's dying, and you're just like, oh, well... And you're in the kitchen making making food, and there's all the plug sockets are like full of like kitchen appliances. You can just like, all right, just stick my USB into the fridge and charge my phone with the other fridge. That's cool. Is it though? Yeah. I I just I just I mm, really <laughs> I think it's too much. I'm scared of my I'm scared of. <laughs> I mean, really. No, I mean, I think that's cool. No, I can't. No, I'm sorry, I can't justify that. That's just <laughs> ridiculous. Um. Like when the TV needs software or when the sewing machine needs soft a software update mm. or something like that, I I'm what I'm just lost. <laughs> no, that's cool. I'm completely lost by that. So um, obviously, like we're in the middle of like a pandemic, how's like Japan coping with it, or how, like what's what's the situation over there like? I well, for the most part, I've stayed inside. Mm. I have started gradually going back to work. I will go back to work properly fully tomorrow nice um so I've, I've tried to stay in as much as i possibly can um having a four-year-old is an absolute fucking nightmare <laughs> like trying to stay inside mm-hmm. um especially when the weather's good he wants to go to the park and stuff which i can you know it's a very very difficult balance yeah um to go for a walk and stuff like that uh, we did go to um odaiba the other day uh which disappointingly was a complete construction site mm. it was a complete building site but i did take a cool photo of the um the mini statue of liberty that the place has with the olympic rings behind it but oh nice um other than that yeah i've tried to stay in i mean people just i don't think it's actually the uh the japanese people not going to work that's made a lot of di- i mean it has probably like with telework and stuff it, the, the trains are much quieter mm-hmm. but i think it's the um the the lack of tourists as well that's okay. Um, that's significantly reduced the amount of people that are in like places like Shibuya and Shinjuku, which I have no problem with. I mean, it's always, I always joke to my students that I don't like people. <laughs> and, um, but, and I, I go on to explain to them that I don't like the word people. I think that they can be a bit more specific with their vocabulary, depending okay. on the topic. Anyway, I don't want to talk about work. Um, no, I don't really, you know, when I was commuting before, I tried to just get to where I was going as fast as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now that I've moved, my commute will be slightly easier. Nice. Because it, um, where I was before, there was only one way to get into the city, and mm-hmm. the train was always packed. I mean, when it snowed, 
or when the train stopped for any reason, it was absolutely horrendous, like mm. unbelievable. Um, for someone with um, like a personal space issue, that is not cool. Yeah. Um, but um, I think I think everyone's trying to really minimise the amount of time that they kind of spend on the train. Mm. Um, so people are doing work from home as as much as they can. Yeah. And it's it's just basically hold on tight and hopefully everyone kind of has the same mentality of like not going out unless it's essential and um try not to be silly i guess yeah no that's good well i'm I'm glad you and the family are keeping safe um i'm looking forward to more updates on the 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 house and how that's going and um your photography as well you've posted like um i can't remember what day it was maybe it was like two weeks ago you must have posted like i'm guessing a shot of your area or somewhere near your area and it like proper looked like a, a movie poster for like a disaster film or like and you know apocalypse um, movie. Oh and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And it was it was just such a really well done picture. Um, I was really lucky with that one because of the people that were walking in front. But uh, yeah, it was just after I finished work actually, mm. and um, it did look, it did look very kind of Blade Runnerish. Yeah. And um, no, that yeah, it was, it was yeah, just, it was quite. It was just a pretty cool shot. Now you haven't you haven't updated. Well, I was gonna say the world, but I haven't seen any updates from me personally about uh, the game that you create on Dreams. What's what's been happening with that? Um, I was a dickhead and I deleted half of it. Oh, really? I was really tired. I was really tired one uh, the other night, and I really wanted to kind of play through it one last time before someone in Japan, a friend of mine in Japan, play tested it. Mm-hmm. And um, I deleted a load of. I was meant to delete just one tiny bit, and I ended up deleting a load of assets for it. Oh. And um, basically, I've lost about half of it. Oh, that day is so. <laughs> but I keep the thing is with that man. The thing is with that, I just keep coming up with um, different things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really want to take it that seriously at the moment. There, there are people on, um, there are people on Dreams that have done some absolutely wild stuff. Like if you're a fan of Avatar, as in the anime Avatar, yeah. there's one. I think it's a, a group of people that are making this Avatar game in Dreams. That's absolutely astonishing. Nice. I'm gonna have to go have a little browse for that. Um, I love the anime um, cartoon of Avatar. I haven't started my rewatch yet. But that is one that is on the cards. Yeah, I think it, it seems to have this very—I don't want to say cult following—but it does. As soon as um, as soon as this kind of game started surfacing, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were like, "Yeah, this made officially. Why is this not official?" Mm, it's true. Um, so obviously, it obviously has a following. I mean, mm-hmm. um, sorry, disclaimer for someone who lives in Japan, and I've lived in Japan for almost nine and a half years i'm not that much of an anime person yeah i know <laughs> you know uh, uh, yeah exactly hides um there's just so much there's just in japan especially there's just too much of it mm. you just, it's just almost it's overwhelming how much there is of it yeah um you walk into you walk into a bookstore and it's floor to ceiling yep. wall to wall volumes of why, christ knows what <laughs> why i can't wait to visit out there and even now yeah obviously i'm doing the training to become a train driver I honestly can't wait to ride the bullet train to see what that's like. Like, I'm now interested in trains to a certain degree. So um, it will be quite cool for me to come and experience that. I don't know when I'm coming, but I'm definitely going to come at some point in my life. Definitely. Japan is is very up there uh, on my bucket list of countries to visit. I know it's um, the the bullet train was it's very it's difficult for me because I don't want to sound blase about it, but because it's 
Uh, I use it for functionality now. Well, I haven't used it for pretty much, oh, no, actually about six months, mm. I think, the last time I used it. But um, it's just functionality in ter- um, instead of being like, oh, I'm a tourist, I'm going to go on the food train. <laughs> but it is an amazing it is an amazing feat of engineering. Yeah. Um, it's like complete, almost completely silent, and um, it's ridiculously on time and um, like routine and stuff. It's just crazy. Um, I was going to say that I picked up a game on the Nintendo Switch Nice. What did you which was up? a tr- which was a train conductor game, and it cost one cent. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the game? I mean, it's not. Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. Um, <laughs> it's. I'll I'll find it. F- oh, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it for you. It's 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 something really kind of generic, like conduct it or something. Mm. But it's really fun, and it was once. Like I said, it was one cent, and it's kind of like a task management game. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it gets pretty hectic because you have to, like, switch tracks and control, like, where the train stops at the train station and stuff. And um, it's not that expensive anyway. It's only, like, a quid anyway. Mm. Uh, conduct together. Conduct together. I might have a look at it and see if I, I, I can get that and check it's, it out. It, what else have you been playing? Yeah, when I... Sorry, what else have you been playing on the Switch? Um, I always go back to Luminous Remastered. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for anyone that knows me or anyone that's um, seen any of my pictures, I have a signed copy of a game called Res Infinite. Nice. By um, Tetsuya Mizuguchi, who I've um, met and interviewed a couple of times. Um, so Luminous Remastered is always on my, always very, very um, close to my starting place for when I boot up my Switch. And I haven't booted up my Switch for a while, but I got Conduct together. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a game that came out yesterday or today uh, called Liberated, which I was um, interested in. It's like a black and white cyberpunk comic booky thing, which it just looked just looked rad. Yeah. Um, but since I've been, yeah, since I've been in the house, I haven't really played my Switch. I bought uh, a few games on PS4. Mm-hmm. Trying to get my PS4 set up. Um, apart from play, yeah, apart from playing and ruining dreams, um, <laughs> I, fuck's sake, man. I was just like, are you fucking serious? Um, what did I get? I just old, to be honest, it's mostly old stuff because yeah. I don't have the chance to, uh, get through new games very much. I mean, I was very, very close to buying Spider-Man the other day. Mm, um, but I got, yeah, it was, it was just, I just don't have the time. I wish I did have the time, but I don't, I, I bought, um, Doom, the 2016 Doom, yeah, which is fucking bonkers. <laughs> like, it's just like a, a, at times it's just like watching a headache. Mm. But um, the the soundtrack is just immense, um, and it's a, it's an, I don't want to say this really, it's a nice palate cleanser when you've dealt with a four year old all day. <laughs> it's just like, right, I'm going to waste some fools. <laughs> People are going to get absolutely destroyed. Um, but on the plus, on the, on the flip side of that, I bought a game, kind of a few games that I could play with, um, with Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my wife doesn't really want him to get into playing video games too much at the moment. Mm-hmm. Cause he's only four, but that, you know, they're kind of like, they're no different to his TV shows. Uh, one game is called Watam. Yeah. And you're basically the mayor of a, basically the mayor of an empty space mm-hmm. and you go around meeting inanimate objects and to try and make friends and hold hands and smile at each other. And, um, you, you just 
kind of possess all these different things. It's like, and they come back into your town. It's like, welcome back toilet. Uh, <laughs> welcome back palm tree and banana. And um, you have to have to put poos in the toilet and then a <laughs> shiny thing comes out. It's just, it's just fucking mental, man. Um, it's really, it's really weird. So he liked that. And I liked uh, a game called Donut County. Again, that's quite old. Well, two or three years old. And it's basically, you're a hole in the ground. Oh, and is that the one where you're swallowing up buildings and stuff and then they're like, you get bigger and bigger? Yeah. I've seen that game. That game actually looks kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. I haven't played it, but I, I do recall seeing that on either a YouTube video or it being reviewed somewhere else. So, but yeah, the game well, yeah, the, um What harm's not, but obviously Doom, um, Donut County, they're on Switch. So, you know, you can kind of drag and drop it into the what games have you been playing on switch well i would have but i'm at home so I'm play, mm. playing exactly the same game on a on a tv screen um so yeah it, it's basically you are a hole in the ground that's what you control but there's you also uh there's also a kind of story behind it with a, a narcissistic raccoon that destroys everyone's businesses yeah, that's not serious i'm surprised you, you <laughs> it's crazy you didn't get animal crossing like that seems to be the game a lot of you people have been playing during this lockdown period no not at all no no i have a serious issue well i don't have a serious issue with it it's a i'm kind of jokey about it but i just it's a life simulator Mm. and at the moment a lot of people are staying indoors like with their animal crossing decorating their houses and sorting out their gardens and sorting out you know and stuff like that. I'm doing that for real. I don't have time to do that in a video game. I, do, I go to, I, I play video games to escape, not to carry on doing what I'm doing. Mm. No, that's right. Do you know what? Speaking of like four years of computer games, yeah, I've just recently spent some time with my cousin and uh, his, well, his son's four in it. And uh, he's like mastered how to, to play, um, is it uh, Wii Sports Resorts on the Switch? So here's yeah. me thinking to myself like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I remember when I played the original Wii Sports in it. And I was pretty good at that game. So I was like, I haven't played in a while yet, but there's no way a four-year-old is going to beat me, yeah? We played ten- <laughs> we, we played table tennis. He absolutely destroyed me game after game. I just get to say, so, nah, nah, I'm going to have one more game. I'm gonna, I'm slowly going to get used to it. I'm slowly going to get better. No, he beat me again. I was like, nope, I'm going to go again. And he, ju- he just kept whooping my ass. I was just like, you're four. How have you? And then I was like, after that, I was like, okay, you know what? You're, you're beating me at table tennis. Let's not play table tennis anymore. No I was like, you know, I used to be good at that bowling game. I was really good at that bowling game. Let's play bowling. So I wanted to play like this, the normal version where it's like 10 pins, but he selected this like 100 pin mode and there's a, instead of 10 pins, there's 100 pins. And then I was like, okay, how, how much different can it be from 10 pins to 100 pins? Boy, was I wrong. It like, I think like the best I was getting was like 96. And he was just like getting strikes and harsh. I was like, you know what? I just said to him, I'm not playing with you no more. You can play by yourself. You're just It's nice to see you took the high road. Yeah, I was just like, no, I was, I was like, uncle's tired. You, you play the game by yourself. <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't. I was going to ask, actually, I was going to ask, actually, at what point did you think, um, I'm actually trying? Why am I not winning? Yeah, no, literally. and I'm actually getting, I'm actually getting quite frustrated that he's legit oh, beating me. It, it was the table tennis because, like, you know. You can like you're meant to be able to like direct your shots in it, but anytime yeah. I try to direct shot my shot into a way that would like make it hard for him to hit it back, I'll just hit it out and I'll just like what am I doing wrong? I just couldn't get what I was like the best I could do was just like return it for him to just easily like return it. But anytime I tried to send it left or right, 
It was just like the Wii controller just wasn't obeying where I was. I knew where I wanted to send it. Oh, here we go. Do you know wasn't... what that's called? That's called a John. <laughs> it's got look a... up the Smash. Look up the five-hour Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers Melee documentary. Yeah. There's there's a word for people like you. It's John. <laughs> ironically, it's like when 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 someone's playing Smash. I was sad enough to watch this documentary. Mm. Um, it's like five hours on YouTube, and um, yeah. Uh, basic, basically, people who make excuses like saying their controller's broken and stuff. No, I, I wouldn't even. They, say they, they make, they make, they, <laughs> they, they, they say it at the beginning. It's like no Johns. I would because apparently say, there was this dude called John that always made excuses. I wouldn't even See? say that, that my controller's working. I just feel like I don't know. Maybe I was at, at, at a different height to where the sensor was, and I just wasn't. Oh, here we go. I just different wasn't. height to where the sensor was. I've never heard such shit. <laughs> I was just like I said. I was I was just getting banned. And I, I, again, I I applauded him for being four and having to figure it out and like it was it was kind of cute seeing him you know getting into gaming because obviously like i come from a gaming background uh my cousin was comes from a game right like where we used to play fifa a lot against each other so like i'm looking forward to seeing him how, how he develops and whether like in a couple of years time when i go around there we start playing fifa together whether i'm gonna fall behind it when it comes to like fifa as well um but yeah no it's fun and it, it, it was exciting just to see like how developed these could be be gone on like technology because these kids just need to pick up technology like it's nothing now i bet he was like i bet he wasn't even like yeah yeah yeah, yeah beat uncle yeah no, beat uncle, no. i bet he was like yeah take that you fucking mug <laughs> uh he he got excited i bet, I bet the trash talk was awesome do, do you know what yeah the only thing that was, I, I got happy about is that one of his like friends uh came over and they brought their nintendo switch and um, I obviously had my Nintendo Switch, and like on my Nintendo Switch, I've got like no games that you can kind of play together other than Smash Brothers. And even that like, Smash Brothers, I haven't even like delved into it just yet. But um, they had um, Mario Kart, so I was like, yes, this is a game I know how to play. This is a game. That this I can is me. Deal. This is mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then my bro- my, my, bro- my brothers with me as well, so we ended up doing four players. So it was me, and my brother. We're like. I'm like in what my early thirties. My brothers is like mid twenties against a four year old and a seven year old. Yeah, and then uh, we put this it has to- got bad news written <laughs> all over it. And then we put it to um, the seven year old put it to like two hundred fifty cc. And we were like, whoa, we're like that's a bit fast. Yeah, maybe we should take a knock it down. But he's like, no, no, this is this is the mode we're gonna play. Yeah, and um, it was kind of hard, you know. It's been a long time since I played. Oh, two hundred fifty cc is not to be sniffed yeah, at. It was, a- I think. It's- I think the best place I came was like third. Uh, I think the overall tournament, I think my brother might have just won by like one position. I came second. Uh, the seven year old came like sixth. And then my little nephew like came dead last. But it was funny because like every time he came dead last, he was like, yay, I won, I won, I won. I was like, aww. If you only knew you were actually losing. It was so sweet. <laughs> That's pretty- it was so sweet. I won, I won. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. But I was like, I was like, I redeemed myself a little bit. Um, um, it's funny you, it's funny you say about Wii Sports Resort actually, because, um, Yoshi was playing it with our, um, our old next door neighbors, um, partner girlfriend whoever she is and um he found we found this kind of it's not kendo it's not quite uh fencing it's all well if it was a star wars game it would be a lightsaber game mm-hmm. and um, it's basically like a pen um knock knock the other person off of a podium yeah and it goes into the water mm-hmm. he went he went into a level of beast mode that i have never seen before to the point where he nearly headbutted the tv screen <laughs> 
like it was i was i just i had to almost restrain him but um yeah he got so into it but the, yeah the thing is like he's yeah he's not played enough video games to be that cognizant of them or like be that good at them mm-hmm. but yeah i'm i don't play online games anymore because i just don't i don't have the time but i i thought i used to be good at mario kart mm-hmm. nope i thought i was okay at smash brothers got fucking destroyed at that mm. i was just like this isn't fun why, mm. why this isn't fun i'm going back to play the computer at least i can beat that do you know, I, if, I don't know, you said you don't have the online no more, yeah, but if, whenever you do get back online, yeah, Tetris 99 is actually a really good game on the Switch. Uh, that's, yeah, that's probably the only thing I miss about not being online. And uh, the, the closest I got to winning it, I came second. But by the time I got, by the time I got to second, I was sweating. I couldn't see properly. Um, my heart sounded like, my heartbeat sounded like a <laughs> samba band. I was just like, what the? is this no that's um it's great it's uh, yeah tetris 99 is amazing i really want actually going back to Mizu, uh, my my man love for um mizuguchi mm. i was very very close to getting tetris effect mm. on ps4 which is basically tetris if it was kind of psychedelic uh, psychedelic relaxing chill electro music funny enough i actually like watched, i actually watched a youtube video on that game cuz i was playing tetris 99 yeah and i was like I don't know, getting in like the mid forties, and then um, I got my girlfriend to start playing, and she like was absolutely smashing it. Like she beat my high score. I think back then my high score was like in the in the low twenties. I think she got like maybe like eighteen or something. And then like we we proper started to get into it. So we just like you know what? How do we play this game properly? How do we actually get good? So we started watching some like Tetris videos on YouTube, and then we found one where they got like I don't know, I can't remember what his name was, but he was like a Tetris player from like 80s who had entered the competition and he was like really good and um in that Tetris 99 um not Tetris 99 in that Tetris visual one that you called isn't there a way where you can like um freeze the Tetris thing so the block stays and then yeah. you, you can get like was it like a Octo Tetris or something like that yeah like just this is almost like a chain reaction you can yeah. just like group it all together and it just yeah so we we watched that game, the guy play for it and he was just absolutely beast in the game and like set like a record high score and like did the whole oxy texadron or whatever it was called and it was just so <laughs> freaking cool watching him do it and like then they put him in like um no when they put him in like the, to play the game in like playstation vr he just got like just so much better at the game and just absolutely just clamped the game and it was just really it was just really cool watching him like just do his thing in it yeah i mean tetris effect is just an amazing looking um experience like i uh, I've only tried VR twice, I think. Mm. Uh, I want, once was with Res Infinite, and it's just it's just expensive and it's a bit antisocial. But I can fully appreciate that um, the the experience is in- incredible. But yeah, Tetris Effects is just like next level. Mm. Zen. It's almost like a Zen experience. You just kind of go into this. I think Tetris is one of those games that everyone thinks they're really good at. <laughs> yeah, until they play against a freshman and they realize that no, I'm not very good at this game. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you got like Tetris ninety nine, it's such an amazing concept because things like Fortnite and Apex and um, whatever it is, all the other different variants of it, mm. uh, the battle royale kind of play mode thing. Mm-hmm. I never got into. I tried it for twenty minutes, built built a ramp or a ladder, <laughs> fell off it, died, and I was like, no, I'm not going back <laughs> to this. This is a waste of time. Mm. Uh, but Tetris ninety nine was really, really in my wheelhouse, and yeah. um, I didn't. 
I, I mean, more often than not, I would probably not even finish in the top 30. Yeah. But yeah, once, once I got, once I got down to that top 20 or top 10, even I was just like, Oh my, uh, like serious anxiety kicked in. Mm. Uh, Cause the music gets faster. And yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's what it stresses me out. You know, I'm, I'm fine until you get to like the top 50 and then like it starts to speed up and you're just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And, then, and then before <laughs> you know it, like the, you're just, your, your lines are all up and you're just, oh, you're just all over the place and you just die. Just like, damn. I just needed like 10 yes. more seconds of like slow moving. I would have been fine. But um, yeah, for like a game that's been played since I don't, God knows when was it, uh, 80s maybe. I can't believe how addictive it is still now to this day. Like every once in a while, I just say, oh, I'm just going to play like five minutes of Tetris 99 and I, I end up just playing it for about a solid hour and just like forget <laughs> the world and just like, I'll just have a podcast playing in the background and then just play that for God knows how long. I think that's a testament to how good the game is. I mean, mm. if you look at how different Tetris 99 is with like adopting the battle Royale play mode, you know, really kind of staying with what's trending at the moment with the Fortnite thing and whatever. Mm. And then you look at Tetris effect, which is almost like a, without sounding really pretentious and arty about it, it is almost like a, a next level audio visual experience yeah. within a video game or, you know, within one of the oldest and, um, most popular video games of all time. Yeah. So if you look at those two examples of what is essentially the same game, both um, trying to accommodate for the trending um, gaming landscape in the in the battle royale, and then also looking at looking at um, video games as a legitimate audio visual art form, yeah. then I think it's a testament to how how good the core concept of Tetris is. Yeah. Sorry, that's my arty rant over with. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to stop. Um, Stop being so um, faffy, an yeah. arty faffy about that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah, sorry. Going back to the arty farty thing, uh, I played a game I, which I should, excuse me, which I should have played a long time ago because I interviewed the guy that made it. Mm-hmm. A game called Gora Goa. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the concept behind Gora Goa? Gora Goa is a um, kind of sliding panel puzzle game. But there's a degree of like exploration, and the art is just amazing. I mean, if you if you can't be asked with puzzle games, then you know. It, it, I mean, good puzzle games make you feel like an idiot for fifty nine minutes, and make you feel like a genius for one. Yeah, and it's that kind of thing. It's like, uh, to be honest, the majority, well, about sixty percent of the time, it's uh, when I was playing through it my first time, it was trial and error. Mm-hmm. You know, just trying to figure out what worked, but. When when you can when you can figure out what works and how it works and put everything together, it's, it's amazing and the art style is amazing and um, uh, so yeah, like I said, I should have got should have played that game a long long time ago. But I was waiting for a physical edition and obviously mm-hmm. that was a topic that I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, um, which I mentioned the uh, last night. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that. Um, and the last thing I have on my PS4 that I haven't I've hardly touched is a game called Ruiner. Mm-hmm which is like this really vibrant cyberpunk um, Viva La Revolution type. Yeah. Um, it's like an isometric hack, hack and slash, but there's a very kind of um, cyberpunky political story behind it. And it looks amazing. And I just haven't had the time to get into it. Mm. I think it was, I think it's a bit more kind of style over substance, but it, lo- it looks stunning and it was cheap. So I got it. Um, so I think that's pretty much me. The only other thing, yeah, like going back to dreams, Mm -hmm. I, I've got at least three ideas that I want to do. I just haven't 
got the type. I'm just a naturally impatient person. Mm-hmm. So when I sit when I sit down in front of my PS4, I'm like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do it now. <laughs> Why does this not work? Fuck it, and then just walk off. Mm. Um, which is not good, but it's. I think most of the time I manage to achieve what I want to achieve, or at least get it close to show what it could look like. Yeah. Uh, like 80% of my time I spend just fucking around with it. It's like, Oh, the, the, ca- the camera's one millimeter out or the, the rain effect isn't just, qu- isn't quite right. Or the animation for this just isn't, just doesn't quite, the frames, the animation frames or keyframes just don't quite match up. That's what I spend about four hours doing. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Yeah, no, I understand that. Before we move on, yeah, like, did you not fall into the Final Fantasy VII remake hype or are you not a fan of Final Fantasy VII? No, um, Final Fantasy VII, like, are you not a fan, fan of the game or what What was your thinking on that? Uh, again, it looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never played, sorry, hide, hides again. I never got into Final Fantasy when it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, we were looking through some old stuff and my wife's got pretty much all of them, I think, somewhere. Like one, Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3. She's got that on a, excuse me, she's got that on a device called a Wonderswan. Okay. <laughs> if you've ever heard of a Wonderswan. No. So she's got Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3 on that, and then she's got a collection of 4, 5, and 6 on the PlayStation. And then nice. up and up to 9, I think, she's got on the PlayStation, or PlayStation 2 as well. Mm-hmm. So she's an absolutely, she's a Final Fantasy nut. But yeah, I played the demo of Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and it, like I said, it looks stunning, and uh, it's more actiony which is much more my my thing yeah and i know that purists or old school fans are going oh they gimped it it's just an action (laughs) game now it's like well i'd prefer that i'm Mm. not too big on the i'm not too big on the traditional jrpg stuff Mm. um so it's something that i was interested in i think the 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 whole idea that it's episodic or they're not bringing out the whole thing that would frustrate me a bit yeah that's why i haven't got it i think that frustrates me so i'm i'm waiting i'm waiting to see exactly how much money they're kind of wanting to fork out for me. Because if there's five chapters and I've got to pay £50 per chapter, that's going to end up being £250 on a game that I've completed like two or three times already um, and bought different versions of it. So it, it would annoy me a little bit if I um, spend that kind of money on a game that I've already played. So That is ins- I mean, I, I understand the production values and those, those kinds of games are not cheap to make. Mm. But at the same time, it's a bit disingenuous to charge $60 every single time an episode of that comes out. Exactly. I mean, the, with games like Red Dead Redemption 2 that are hundreds of hours, Skyrim that's hundreds of hours, you know, like I said, the production value is insane, but I don't I don't quite get how you can justify spending 60 bucks every time an episode of the same game comes out. Yeah, exactly. So I'm waiting to see what happens with that. Um, also, I'm waiting to see kind of what happens with the PS5 as well. Um, I don't know if you've seen the news, but um, Sony have decided to push back their like PS5 release date because of everything that's been going on. They want to like keep the focus on um, the situation going on in America. Um, I think that's a very good move by Sony. Um, a lot of the other video game companies originally posted posted this very um, generic statement about what was going on, but like Sony came in and was just like, "Boom, this is what we're doing," and um, I kind of applaud uh, applaud Sony for that. Obviously, I'm a little bit guided. I was excited for the the, the press conference. I was like, especially since we're, we're, we're not getting E3 this year. And um, Sony wasn't going to be at E3 anyway. Uh, I was pretty pumped. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to them announcing a new re- a new release date. And um, 
I'm hoping it's going to be a day that I'm not going to be working so I can stay up in the middle of the night and watch the whole thing live and tweet about it and maybe even like put out a little podcast about the uh, the release straight afterwards. Um, but yeah, like, are you excited for the PS5 coming soon or are you just like meh right now? To be honest, uh, I was... Um I was in New Zealand, I think, in 2008. So I, I kind of missed the majority of the PS3 kind of hype. Mm-hmm. Or even even if I even if I I can't remember when the PS3 exactly came out, but um, uh, I was in New Zealand for the for 2008 2009, and I think I was just skint. I didn't really have that <laughs> amount. I didn't didn't really have that much money to spend on video game consoles yeah. at the time. So uh, I didn't get a PS3 until really late. Not till I came to Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't get a PS4 until a couple of years in. Um, so, and then my my time, like I said, my time is just reducing and gradually reducing. So, uh, it's going to take a lot. And I mean, I, you know, if you're hyped for it, that's great. And I mean, there are some. Obviously, Sony has an amazing uh, library of um, Video games. games, yeah, exclusive games, and and studios lined up. I mean, the the Last of Us Part Two will probably will. It definitely be on um, PlayStation Five. Yeah, um, the sequel to God of War, probably the sequel to Spider Man. Yep. Sequel to Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's plenty of there's plenty of stuff to get hyped for. Yeah. I just uh, I think the only console that I've got recently that's been on launch day was the Switch. Okay. Which I do not regret in the slightest. Mm. Uh, but things, it's not even just from a kind of launch game perspective. It's just it's it's beneficial for me to see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking I haven't finished the first rewake of or the reboot of God of war yet. Mm-hmm. And I still need to finish that. I still need to finish, uh, Detroit. I, there's so, there's so much, so much stuff on the, on the PS4 that I still want to finish, uh, before I get, before I think about getting a PS5. Mm. Uh, if the indie, if the indie game scene carries on the way that it has been with, um, maybe, I don't know, Play Dead's new game uh, or um, Fumito Ueda's new game probably will go to PS5 rather than PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard rumor. I heard a rumor about a Silent Hill reboot, like a legit Silent Hill remake or reboot launching on PS5 as an exclusive. If that is a like remake in the way that they remade Resident Evil 2 for PS4, if they do that with Silent Hill, if Capcom, uh, sorry, Konami do that with Silent Hill the way that Capcom did with Resident Evil. Is it a console buy? If, you know, does it make me feel like I want to buy a console for it? No, but at the same time, I never would buy a console for one particular game anyway. When when I bought my PS4, it was all, I the first game I got was Uncharted 4, but at the same time, there were three or four games that I was lining up ready to get. So, hello. Yeah, no, I'm still here. I'm still here. Uh, I, I thought you'd fallen asleep. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got too much energy right now to be falling asleep. I'm not going to lie. I sleep. I ain't sleeping right. for a while. I was just letting. I was just letting you finish, isn't it? Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I guess it's yeah. Like I said, it's really difficult until the games come out. It's always mm. going to be about the games. And if you the the online, if you're obsessed with the online experience of like Fortnite or something a bit more. I don't, know, so I don't want to say sophisticated, but if you, if you play <laughs> online games that are more kind of in depth, or if you know, if if all you do is play FIFA or Call of Duty, then if that's your thing, then yeah. that's your thing. But 
Uh, I think I'm I'm more interested in I'm not as interested in the kind of the power side of things mm-hmm. with with things like God of War. Obviously, that it will make a difference, but like um, Inside was one of my favorite games of this generation, and that doesn't really need to be on the PS4. Yeah. So uh, obviously, The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I'm again. I would. I'd get it on PS4. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't buy a PS5 Just to play. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I honestly have no idea how much better it can look mm-hmm. or how much better it can run. Yeah. Um, but again, I haven't. I haven't played things like Red Dead Redemption Two, so I don't know if there is any kind of improvement that can be made. Mm. But there has been there has been games teased or revealed things like Beyond Good and Evil Two. Mm-hmm like last E3 or the E3 before, which just looks insane. But obviously from a gameplay perspective, you have no idea what's going what's like, to happen to yeah. it, but it's, it's probably a PS5 game now. So. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So obviously like we've, we've brought last of us a couple of times and, um, the last, ah, of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the last of us two, um, supposedly like the story, like a lot of the story was, re- was leaked online. Have you looked at that? Have you stayed clear of that? What, 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 what's your angle? What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, I've, this is, if you're, if, if the listener, well, few listeners or many listeners that listen to this weren't asleep before, they will be after me ranting about The Last of Us. Um, I, I'm in, I mean, I'm completely split down the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm completely split down the middle. To me, The Last of Us was one of the best games I've ever played. One of the most perfect games, uh, narratively, balance of story, um, characters, gameplay, um, pacing it just absolutely everything and so with the last of us part two i'm it's going to have to take something pretty special from a narrative perspective to actually warrant its existence i mean obviously there was huge there's a huge love for the last of us yeah um and i've avoided spoilers so far okay cool. i've kind of i think i i think i texted dan a suit um with my predictions as to what was going to happen mm-hmm the you know without sounding like a prude the violence did concern me a little bit i i didn't play the last of us i don't play video games for the violence per se which yeah. sounds really hypocritical <laughs> considering i just bought doom but yeah um i mean you know more realistic violence i think mm. is what i'm trying to get at but yeah, yeah. anyway that sounds stupid anyway it does you know the the the, the controversies surrounding naughty dog in terms of like crunch culture and uh, the power struggles with Druckmann and uh, Bruce Straley, the guy that left, and um, Amy Hennig, she was part of Naughty Dog as well. You just there's all sorts of like political stuff going on behind the scenes, yeah. which I think has tarnished it for for some, not for all. Mm. Uh, I'm hyped for it. I, I'm excited if the if the story is is good enough. I mean, I, I have absolutely no doubt that, the, like I said, the production values would be absolutely second to none. But like I said, I'm just so the last of us is the first last of us is one of my favorite games of all time. And I just think that from a narrative perspective, it just should have been left exactly where it was. Mm. It didn't have to have another fully fledged game sequel, triple A video game. It could have been a comic serial or it could have been doing a TV show as well. So I think it's just a bit of overkill. Mm. Uh, I think it could, I think the, the TV show and the the first game could have just stood uh, independently and if the TV if the TV show turned out to be absolute garbage, then it could just be left by itself. Yeah, kind of like the Mandalor kind of like the Mandalorian and the the Star Wars, the third trilogy or whatever. Yeah, uh, just just let them have just let them be their own thing. Mm. 
So, so I, I, that's I actually, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I actually read an article today that, cons- despite like all the controversy every surrounding, like in terms of like pre-order sales for The Last of Us Two, is like probably gonna break records um, because a lot of people are still yeah. like back in it. A lot of people still want the game, so it will just be interesting to see what happens when it finally comes out. Um, see what kind of reviews it gets, and uh, yeah, see if it you know, even though you may necessarily not have needed a part two. Uh, maybe the part two will be just as compelling as the first one and you know create a, a great ending to the story unless we're left of a cliffhanger and they try and make a, a third game um which we won't know until this game comes out because me as well um i do you know i started the last of us and then like i lost well i actually thought someone one of my friends borrowed a cd and i literally didn't know where the game was for years I found it like many years later, but I'm pretty sure it's in no condition to be played. So I've never actually gone back to it. So maybe like just before the game launches, I'll, you know, I might do a rewatch or watch of someone playing it on YouTube before I decide whether I'm going to get it because um, I'm, I'm a little bit hit or miss with games. Like I'm either just fully on playing Football Manager or Tetris 99 or, or I'm not doing, I'm not playing anything at all. Um, I've literally bought Xenoblade Chronicles, the definitive edition um for the nintendo switch uh it came on saturday and um instead of playing that i've gone back to playing fire emblem which i'm trying to I've, i i wanted to try and at least complete the story before i started the second the new game um but i haven't done that yet so i don't know when i'm gonna start playing it but xenoblade chronicles is my next game to play and um, i'm actually looking forward to playing that because i've heard a lot of good things about the game and um it sounds like a game that's up my alley in it so uh, I don't know when I'm going to start it, but once I do, I'm pretty sure I'll sunk at least like 20 hours into it as soon as I start playing. Uh, yeah, but by the sound of it, it's a huge game. Mm. Um, and Fire Emblem, is, Fire Emblem as well. Um, I think the best thing to do if you are kind of, if you haven't got the interest to play The Last of Us, but you want to kind of see or watch it, uh, the, the guys that actually, um, Troy Baker, the voice of Joel and... Nolan North, the guy who voices a couple of people in it, they they have actually done a playthrough of the game. Oh, nice! And and there's there's no better people to to kind of watch play the game. I mean, they have um they have the actors or the voice actors or the mocap actors that come in and do um guest like guest sit-ins, if that's what it's called. Yeah. Like people who people who did the voice acting uh, come in and sit down and play the play that part of the game with them. <laughs> that's really cool. Um. So yeah, that's that's a pretty authoritative walkthrough. Mm. That's a pretty authoritative playthrough, rather. Um, so that's yeah. It's I think if you're going to do if you're going to watch it through a YouTube video, it might be worth just doing it in like um, I think the games if they're good. I haven't watched all of the playthroughs, but I think if they're good, they could have done, uh, finished the game in about twelve hours. That's not that so it's actually yeah. I think just I think just sit down and watch an episode of that. You know, every night or every week. Well, no, actually, every week getting a bit tight now. If you want to, if you want to watch it before the the second one comes out, but yeah, yeah just sit down and watch it like you would an episode of The Walking Dead or something. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, and that's that's a that's a pretty good way of doing it. Yeah, because like um, I want to say it's like the subway scene or whatever the subway bit of that game. I always hear Aaron from Nerdporn always talking about like how that bit portion of the game just used to piss him off and like he almost like through his controller and just kept dying at that point so like i want to see like why that bit of the game was so difficult to some people so like there's there's bits of it that i'm i'm proper intrigued about I, yes i think i i had 
a couple of issues with Uncharted Two in exactly the same way. There was just re- there were just individual like specific sections that were just an absolute bitch to get past, and I just kept dying and dying over and over and over again. And I think I got to a stage in The Last of Us, or I've got to a section in The Last of Us now that I just cannot get past, and I'm just I love the game so much, but I think I played it on easy or um, very easy. Yeah, just because I hate getting frustrated by by things like that mm. just when when the difficulty really spikes like that or just when something is from a level design or from a game design perspective just really stupidly placed or something like that it it really pissed me off mm. but um there was there was there was only a couple of sections like that yeah uh, but yeah if you want to if you want to just experience the story i think I, the best way to go would be to watch the ones with um troy baker who is a lovely lovely Blood. specimen of a human being <laughs> yeah. and um and and know the north i think that's the best way to go yeah right, I, I will do that um just last thing well quick thing i want to say of fire emblem is that like i really like the game i like the like the tactical elements of it i like the action of something like the cutscene and stuff but like the one that i'm playing the free emblems here i'm just really not caring for the story that i'm playing so a lot of the time i just find myself like just skipping the dialogue just get to get to the next mission um, I know that's right. a really bad thing to say for a game that I'm saying I'm enjoying, but the like whole you know going around the school and talking to different people and trying to get like your friendship up and stuff like that, it, it it's just not for me. But the actual like battle system of when you're in a mission and you're doing that kind of stuff, I like all of that, and I wish like the the fat in a sense was like a lot more streamlined and just it was just a lot more of the battles the battle stuff. I think that's pretty indicative of why um, games like Persona and stuff like that—they're just you spend such a long time playing them. Mm. The the dialogue and the story—it's almost—I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's very difficult to maintain that level of interest, uh, interest over yeah. such a long amount of time that you're actually playing the game. Yeah, that's that's my issue right now. Like, I, I just like <laughs> again, it's not that <laughs> I don't find it like. I, I like the game, but all that stuff is just like long in it. And I wish I would just got a little bit more of the tactical elements of playing the missions and stuff like that. Um, but I will try and at least finish the story of one of the houses. Um, but I might switch to Xenoblade Chronicles soon and give that a go and see like how far I get on with that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like what we've been playing through. I know there's a couple of other things that you want to talk about. So let's go to... Was it like the digital, the digital um, life cycles that we we're going to talk about? Uh, yeah, the, the death of physical media. Mm. So the 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 only thing I was going to say about that is like literally the last couple of days, yeah. Um, because on my Xbox, I've got um, a lot of games on my hard drive, and um, like it's like synced to someone else's account. So they're like, I've got like on over a hundred games that are like, I haven't paid for in it. Um, there's on the system. And it's nice. Sometimes I've just, just been able to go into like your game, select the game as a player and not having to go up uh, and switch CDs. And then, cause like with my switch, there's a couple of times I was like, Oh, I just want to like play one of my other games. I was like, Oh, I don't have to just take it out and then sort the cartridges. I'm just like, I'm being oh so- Oh my God, that's like, such a laborious process. That's like, such I'm, a first world problem. It is such a, I was first I'm just being so late. I'm just like, Oh, I just like, cause with Tetris 99, it's on the game in it. It's on the, it's on the switch in it. 
So I don't need to switch um, cartridges. I can just close whatever I'm playing and just click on it and just over. So I'm just like, oh, this is so nice. And then like, it's probably one of the reasons I've even gone into the Xenoblade. I'm just like, oh, I've got to take it out of the case. Now I've got to play it to the game. Oh, and it's fucking <laughs> cellophane's a nightmare to get off. And the, you know, opening the box hurts my fingernails. Yeah, it's locked. It's, me a river. it's locked. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, so like yeah, let's talk about um the death of social um social media, the death of physical media. What, what yes, the death the death of social media. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. Boy, no, we ain't getting that for a while. Keen. Yes. Yeah, so, um. Yeah, the death of, the death of physical media. I mean, yeah, you're right. Uh, apart from the fact that you're, I think you're one. The the next thing you're going to be is like, oh, I can't be bothered to change the TV channel because I can't <laughs> find the remote. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, I'll just I'll just sit and watch, I'll just sit and watch this. I'll just sit sit and watch Downton Abbey. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I, right. I think following on from yeah, unfortunately, following on from the Last of Us Part Two, there, the game obviously comes out digitally. It comes out physically, and it come. Uh, there is an art book as well mm-hmm. that's available separately, which also has the art book has its own special edition, and it's like, my God, are you serious? Um, the I just. There's a level. There's when, when I was younger, I really wanted like physical editions of game, like special editions of um, video games and uh, DVDs as well. And uh, I think the main case in point is because uh, I think I sent you a, me- I think I sent you a picture, or maybe it was anyway of the uh, of my gaming or my DVD shelf, and it's got the Star Wars saga on it mm-hmm. i can't remember if it was you anyway and uh yuri my wife got that mm-hmm. like it, it's, it's um phantom menace attack of the clones revenge of the sith and then a new hope uh empire and jedi and then the new ones came out and i was like this is going to be completely obsolete in like a year or two <laughs> yeah because and lo and behold they released the Skywalker saga, which is like another big fucking great box set, which is worth like $300 mm. with all nine films and special editions and commentaries and all that shite. Yeah. And it's, you know, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that it's the death of physical media. It's just, it's always going to be an evolutionary process. And if you want something that's completely like finite, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like the, like the, the Marvel movies, for example, the yeah. ultimate, there was, um, there is somewhere a uh, ultimate Marvel Infinity Saga box, which again is like three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, it's a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. S- Second of all, the way that the discs are presented in like little slots or slits rather than actual physical cases yeah. is a bit, you know, the the durability of the thing is a bit questionable. Um. Yeah, well, if, you, if you're going to actually watch them, then that's fine. If you would just want to sit them on a shelf and just look at them and go, oh, that's nice, that's, mm. a, that's nice, then that's fine. Uh, I just think the, uh, the the physical editions or the limited editions of um, games as well as DVDs and Blu-rays, they, like I said, if, if it's an ongoing thing, like the Marvel movies or now that, now that the Star Wars movies have finished for now, you know, you can probably put a, put a full stop on it, but yeah, I don't understand how physical media it's can keep going and just it's like oh, I I bought this I bought this DVD or the, sorry DVD sorry who knows what a DVD is um 
you buy this Blu-ray and then three months later, a super edition comes out and then three months later, a super deluxe edition comes out and then three months later, a super deluxe extended edition comes out. I mean, maybe that's just like the comic book movies, but at the same time, you, I, I just have this mentality that I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait and I'll never get it. I'll never, mm. I'll just end up not just not getting it. Yeah. And the, and like you said, the convenience of, um, convenience of digital media and, and stuff like that is gradually becoming more prominent. Yeah. And I think more with movies because of Hulu and Netflix and HBO max and Disney plus and Amazon prime. And you, you know, there's no, the reason for, especially Disney, now that Disney, Disney plus is about to launch in Japan, Mm -hmm. you know, Yoshi really enjoys watching Disney movies and we have a couple of DVDs for the car. Yeah. Once Disney Plus comes out, there is absolutely for me there is absolutely <laughs> no reason to buy a DVD again or a Blu-ray yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And you know what as well is it's just space. Like for me right now, like I'm 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 just looking around my room. I've got like seven Switch games on one cupboard. I've got a couple of games here and there. But then like in my garden, I've got like two boxes, like IKEA container boxes full of like my um my Xbox 360 games, my PS3 games. Um, all those like Japanese DVDs that I bought like when I was younger, they're, they're in there. A couple of like some classics that I love, like The Matrix and Desperados. Like, and I, I'm glad I have them on a, a, a hard copy. But then, like moving forward, some of the stuff that I want to get uh, moving forward, I'm probably just gonna get a digital copy, just like a, a combination of, of keeping space, uh, sorry, saving space, and just having it being like just all in one place as well. So it, it, yeah, completely. Yeah, completely. I just find it, and I I kind of understand the argument that you might want to sell it or you know you might want to trade it in or anything like that. But if I get my money's worth out of it, especially like smaller games, mm-hmm. like bigger, yeah, things like The Last of Us, I probably would buy physically just in case. Yeah. But you know, if the game's under if the game's under twenty bucks, I can probably just take the hit on that and not mm-hmm. worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then like there's there is some things that like. I do like having a physical copy because, you know, if you get like the the exclusive edition, you get like some, you know, like a steel case and, you know, you get like maybe like the, a, a CD with the music or the soundtrack of the game. Uh, you might get like a coat, but that comes with it. Like I remember when I bought my, um, is it the Stick of Truth game? I got like a, a Cartman doll that like came with it. And um, it, it was just something cool to, cool to have in it. So sometimes when you get a physical co- uh, copy, um, you get like a nice little trinket that comes with the game. Um, even with my uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, I've got like a little keychain with the weapon that the main guy uses. So again, sometimes it is cool to get physical copies because you get something, little bonuses that you you might not get if you just get a digital. But then at the same time with a digital, um, like say for the Xenoblade, it was meant to come to my house on Friday. Obviously, we've, had, we've got the whole coronavirus all that going on. So like deliveries and that a bit... Um, you know, out of sync. But then if I bought it on digital, like literally a minute past midnight on Friday, it would have been able to be like started download or it might have already been pre-downloaded. I could have probably started playing it there and then. So, you know, there are pros and cons of e- evil format. I think what what annoys me is that I looked, like I said, bring up The Last of Us again. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 sorry, the special edition comes with this gimped art book. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say gimped because, you know, people have put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. But I guess it kind of, it, on the one hand, you're right on the, the pros and cons. It does kind of cater to different audiences. Like the, the art book's like 48 pages for the special edition. 
the the dark horse art of the last of us part two is like 200 pages mm. so i guess i'd want the kind of physical game with the copy of the the art book that i wanted rather than you know that like like i said about a package like the the skywalker saga might be the complete package and it might on the outside it might look complete mm. and i think if there if there's an option for the the last of us game to come with the dark horse art book then that would be great you know that that kind of combines them together but it comes with the the special edition comes with like guitar picks and stuff like that it's just it's not stuff that i'd use and um i think going back to the the special editions that i had or have the only one that i've got even remotely recently is the uh, link's awakening on the switch yeah which comes with a a nice little art book it comes with a game boy steelbook and is there something else <laughs> can't remember but yeah it came it came with a, a game boy steelbook and um, an art book and it was it's really really nice it's not nicely put together yeah um but yeah i guess uh, uh, breath of the wild was exactly the same thing like there was a, a huge great book with um like art, concept art and illustrations, and I just thought that they would release uh, um, the game of Breath of the Wild with the book in the same kind of nice, neat package and stuff. And they, I don't think they have. And it's just like, uh, you know, if I'm umming and ahhing this much about which edition to get, then I, I should just shouldn't get one because mm. it's going to drive me nuts. It's going to drive me crazy that I I didn't get exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Mm. But 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 like I said, first world problems. <laughs> yeah, no, it is definitely a first world problems. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie or undersell it. Like, but again, it kind of shows like pro- how progress is being made. That you know, we if you want to, you can get things digital, and if you don't want to, you can still get hard copies. Um, like, you know, I guess for games that I really like, I would get a hard copy as well, just because like if anything ever happens where you know, I wouldn't be able to access my um, downloaded copy. At least I've got that physical copy to play. Um, so, like, for instance, um, everyone started playing a new Final Fantasy Seven, and I've said to myself, I'm going to wait. I want to do my best to hold off and, you know, get a later date. But, like, I was seeing everyone playing it. So I was like, you know what? I have the original, like, ported Final Fantasy Seven on my PlayStation, so I will just reboot that up and start a new game on that and I'll, I'll, I'll play it again. Um, so, you know, I, I went to my brother's room, took his PlayStation 4 and like booted it up. But I was like, why can't I find Final Fantasy 7? I was like, I, I definitely know I've paid for Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 8 on, on, on the PlayStation store. Um, but it, it turned out that the, my, the copies that I had are on my PlayStation 3 and I can't transfer that over to my PlayStation 4. I would have to rebuy the game. I was just like, I'm not doing that. I've, I, it's on my PlayStation 3. Like, if it, the only thing that's stopping me is me being lazy, is going out to my garden and getting out of the box and bringing it to my room and connecting it. I was just like, but I'm, I, if I had the physical copy, I wouldn't have the issue because I can just take it out and just re-put it on the PS4. So, you know, again, like like I said earlier, it's just pros and cons, isn't it? And um, I hope we never get into a situation where the game industry just wants to do digital copies only because I, I think a lot of people will be pissed off by that. Especially like those who are in a sense gaming purists who, you know, just want a hard copy. Um but it'll just be interesting to see where things go, like in what, maybe 10, 15 years time, whether everything is online or digital only. Because even when you buy a game of Steam now, 
I'm um, not Game of Steam. Like, if you buy the latest Football Manager, you can get a hard copy. There's a there's a there's a disc, but then it will still just tell you to like put in your Steam code onto Steam, where you can just download it. You can still just download it from Steam and not use the disc and just type in the code anyway. So it's a bit. Mm, do I really need a, a hard copy for that when I can just do it digitally as well? Well, that's the thing. I think we're just about to get into the stage in the gaming industry where when digital or downloads or uh, indie, not, sorry, not indie, that's not the right word, but certainly downloadable games, mm-hmm. we're coming, we're kind of coming up to the first instance where the idea that servers are going to be shut down or services are not going to be available, mm-hmm. that's, that's starting to become uh, an issue yeah. or potential issue because before the, well, the Wii, kind of, PlayStation 2, kind of, mm. but certainly PS3, uh, that was the first, uh, that was the more prominent kind of online store. Yeah. So if they, so if Sony decide to shut down the PS3 servers in five, 10 years, 15 years time, people's libraries are going to go. Yeah. You know, you can't, for, you know, forever is the most stupid word in the world <laughs> because it is, forever is the stupidest word in the world because it's, Nothing's forever. And so there will become a time where it's not financially sustainable to, to keep the servers going and um, and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's very strange to think that in five, 10, 15 years time, I mean, if you have, if you want to boot something up, you just won't be, you know, you'll, yeah, mm. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not a, an expert on these kind of things. I don't know how they work, yeah. but um, all these kind of archive people, trying to preserve digital games mm. that don't have a physical copy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite a, quite a weird thing. But in terms of, like you said, in terms of space, uh, I think that there are just some ridiculous special editions out there, like Fallout 4. Uh, like, didn't that, do you know about Fallout 4, the one with the like wrist thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't really know much about Fallout. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, but, I, um, I, I don't either, but. I know, like, not even just that, like, um, one of the, sorry, I'm kind of going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but, like, in recent right. in recent times, everyone's, like, been playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare, innit? And um, mm. literally every week, there's been, like, a, a 30 gigabyte, 40 gigabyte update, and it's just, like, people are just, like, running out of space because they're constantly updating the game and having to um, use up more storage on their, P- on their PS4. Um which one is a good thing because they're constantly updating the game, but at the same time, like if you just got that, once you buy a game and you've got a physical copy, the moment you plug that in, you're then having to do loads of updates anyway. So it's just like, oh, I actually just got a digital version, and then it would have kind of automatically done the update by itself. Yeah, like a, that's a good point. Like, there's no such thing as a game that's just done anymore. No, nah, whether it be a single player game or a multiplayer game, you know. Uh, when you go, when I when I bought my N sixty four, I had a cartridge of Mario sixty four. I plugged it in, I turned it on, <laughs> it worked. I finished the game. That was it. That was the there game. There was, you know, even games, even games that um, are coming out now, they they go gold, they go into production, mm-hmm. and then they've got like a day one, a day one update that's like 10, 20 gig. Yeah, it's always going to be an organic process because of the pressure that developers are under from whoever to get the game out on time, mm-hmm. but also because they can, if they, if they, 
if there's certain quality of life things that they want to update or if there's extra DLC that they want to add, then they can. There's no, there's no such thing as a finite, um, there's no such thing as an endpoint anymore. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's like releasing an album and saying, Oh, the, the, you know, the, the tuning wasn't quite right. Or the, um, we want to add a new song, you know, an album is listen, you know, you listen to a CD or you listen to an album from start to finish and that should be it, yeah. but that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I, to, I, it's going to sound really oxymoronic, but it's made, made creators more lazy or more blase, mm-hmm. but also more productive because they feel that they can always add to it or they can always improve it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very difficult. I mean, obviously if there's quality of life things or there's actual technical things that can be improved, mm-hmm or should be improved. That's one thing. But at the same time, we're in an age now where that's possible. And it's, you know, if there's, if they feel that the need to just get the game out, mm-hmm. then it's a very kind of relaxed attitude to have. It's like, oh, don't worry. We'll fix it while yeah. it's in production. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we've got like a month before it actually releases mm. and people can download an extra 30 gigabyte patch when it, when it comes out, which I think is a kind of, like I said, it's not a lazy attitude to have, but it's a very, very pri- privileged that's not even the right word but yeah like i said if you put something into production you've got a you've got an end point you can say this is done if it's not done don't put it out yeah see like that's that's you what know, you wouldn't you- <clears throat> sorry that's like one of the things that annoy me about the new pokemon game like i played it i completed elite four uh i did one or two little things and i was like okay that's pretty much it like i'm not gonna really try and complete the pokedex it's not all the new pokemon um, cause obviously previously they said that they're gonna, they're not gonna have the whole entire, like, I don't know, 780 Pokemon available at the beginning of the game. And I was like, okay, so this is definitely gonna get DLC. So I just assumed that the DLC was gonna be free. But no, the two expansion packs that, that come with the new, po- the Pokemon game, you have to pay for it. I was like, well, I've just spent 60 pounds on the Pokemon game. I'm not spending another 20 pounds for, like, part one of the expansion. Like, either you give me Pokemon or you don't give me Pokemon. Like, it, it it put me off. It like it really it really hit me in the wrong place, and I I was I was not amused. And that is your money nuts. I don't know. I couldn't try. To, I couldn't come. I couldn't come up with a better description. Hit you right in the money nuts. Yeah. Um, no, I think you're right. I mean, that's the thing. It's a, they're in a very kind of middle ground at the moment because either you get incremental like little character updates or something like that, mm. which are just, you know, understandably free mm-hmm. or you get like a DLC that you're talking about, like the breath of the Wild expansion or something like that, which is like 50 or the, the smash brothers fighters pass mm. one and two. Oh they're God. two separate DLCs Ugh. and they're like 15 quid each. Nope. Yeah. That, that that's the what do you mean no as in no you disagree with it or no yeah, as, in, as, as, in, as, as in no I, I disagree with it and that's the part of like the modern day gaming that i don't like in it like give me a complete game especially like if you've already like input in the code of the game that this is there so you've brought this off just so that you know it, you can charge me for this later so you charge me 50 pounds for a game that's only maybe 50% of the actual game. And then you're going to charge me over the span of maybe three, four years, another 50 pounds to unlock the full game. Like that's bullshit, man. And they need to stop doing that. Like it really frustrates me. And, and this is what I'm hoping with the, um, 
the new Tony Hawk's um, remake of 1 and 2. So far, they've come out and said that there's going to be no microtractions, and I really hope they stick to it. I hope that they give us Tony Hawk's 1 and 2, the full game. Don't make me have to pay £5 extra to unlock the airplane park or another £10 to play as young Tony Hawk. Like, just give me the game. Give me, let me give you 50 to 60 pounds and give me a full game. No DLCs, no additions. Like, just like the good old days. And not that to sound like an old curmudgeon, but like, just give it to me how you yeah, did you it. Do. Just give it to me like when I was a child. We just gave me a full game, god damn it. I thought you were going to say something really dirty then. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, give it to me like I want it or something. That's just... <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, I think I bought, uh, I, I think it was given it actually, but, um, Batman, Telltale Batman. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got the disc, I got a physical disc, mm -hmm. but it only had episode one on it because, uh, I think at the time, not all the episodes were out, Yeah. but the game was like 25 bucks and it was like, right, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, this is Telltale Batman one. And obviously there's been a second one since. But it was like, right, episode one is on the disc, and then you download the others. It's like, well, I'd, I'd like the whole thing on the disc. So I don't, you know, I. what do you do? Wait until everything's out and then release it as a disc or something like that? It's, it, you know, there's so many, like you said, about microtransactions and DLC and season pass and all that bullshit. It's just there's so many different ways of doing it, and it just feels like companies are now trying to figure out ways to guarantee uh, guarantee people stay yeah. with the product. Pay money over a long period of time, which mm. uh, it's hard, isn't it? Because like they're not they're not any game that I've played, but for some people they're like, oh, this expansion pack was actually really worth it. It was like getting a whole another game for maybe an extra five pounds. You know what I mean? And I guess if they do it like that, then it's not so bad. But like I said, it's when you're you're only giving me an incomplete game, but then you're still charging me full price. And then you then have the audacity to then charge me another like 25, 30 pounds for then the next 10% of the game. Like I said, with the whole, this new Final Fantasy, all right, so they have given you five, five to 10% of the first game, but they have, at the same time, they've offset that by giving you that 10% over 40 hours, where in the original game, that 10% might have been being done in like an hour or two. Do you know what I mean? So they have expanded the game, but at the same time, you know, you kind of think to yourself, that's great, but I kind of just want the whole complete game as well. Um, I think Final Fantasy is probably going to end up doing a bit better because obviously each chapter might be the length of a, nowadays anyway, a full game. But Yeah, but the, but the thing is with that, so is Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. Wait, so in, in, what, in what terms? In terms of length. Oh, okay, yeah. But I they, think you they, can. Yeah, they, they give you a full game, yeah. So I don't know. It, I think I, I think if if anyone's got the audacity to do it, it's probably Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm. I don't. Have they have they been have they been explicit about how much they're going to charge for future episodes? There has been no information. I think I saw a, a rumor no. that they're going to potentially release the next game in either twenty one or twenty twenty two. Um, that they've already started working on the next game, so it's not. It shouldn't take as long as they did for them to bring out this first chapter. But there's right now, I've not seen anything concrete. So that's kind of another thing I'm just waiting for, so I can get get concrete information of whether 
it is going to be because here's the thing yeah and we all kind of know it's going to happen right now each chapter is probably going to be like 50 pounds per chapter then once it's been completed and there are full games out maybe a year or two uh, two years after you're going to get the final fantasy 7 remake definitive edition that's going to have all the chapters in one game for about maybe a hundred pounds which you know but it's one game though yeah but it's one game but it's better than paying 250 pounds for one game over five chapters than buying a definitive uh, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what i mean this is a <laughs> it's messed it's messed up oh yeah it certainly is messed up definitely but i i would prefer to do that and again that's kind of why what, what i'm waiting on to find out if that's how they're gonna they're gonna play it um because and the thing is yeah they even they they know for a fact yeah that even if they do let's say 50 pounds a chapter for five chapters yeah there will be someone that will buy those five chapters yeah and then when they release the definitive edition which is all five chapters in one disc yeah that person is probably still then gonna pay 100 pounds for that as well so they're gonna like no no matter how this flips yeah they're gonna make their money from this game yeah part of me part of me is really grateful that konami are such dickheads because <laughs> they they started pulling this shit with the first metal gear solid i'd start flipping tables mm. yeah oh my days well i'd probably just i'd probably just shout stuff and make an obscene hand gesture you know my back's not very good for flipping tables at the minute but i, I, w- I wouldn't be happy put it that way yeah no I but yeah it's like fucking 50 same same kind of thing 50 quid for the first up until up until Vulcan Raven with the tank, mm. but you've got like 15 hours of extra shit that you didn't even know you wanted, mm. but that you didn't want. And it looks really lovely. And then you, they, the, the game turns around and goes, don't worry, you'll get the next part in a couple of years. It's like, I'm sorry. What now? <laughs> yeah. It is. At least, at, at least with a, at least with a movie, you're kind of, Oh, fuck it. <laughs> it's very, very Lord of the Rings. Mm. like extended extended edition but at least at least you got the movie. at least with sorry go on i don't really know where i'm going with this but again like this is very like what the topics that we are talking about it is very first world problems do you know what i mean and it is something yeah that, it know, is like gamers will truly the gamers will truly understand because like i said like there'll be some people who don't mind it and there'll be other people that will just be like i am just really pissed that they can't just get a full game because especially like like okay oh i just complete octopath traveler in it yeah and um as much as people complain about games not being full games this game gives you eight different stories in this one game and i think i must have sunk to about maybe like 70 hours into it so like i was very happy with that like that's that's a good game in my book do you know what i mean um it had like the 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 jrpl jrpg elements um, had longevity like even though i complete all the main stories um i could probably sink in sink in another like 10 hours doing all the side the side missions and stuff and like truly completing the game um but yeah no it's, it's just one of those ones that we're just gonna have to see like how the industry goes forward and like we're gonna kind of have to like adapt with it yeah i mean is it a price thing though because to me this is in the video game industry this is uh, the first time I've seen it, but with movies, it happens all the time. Like we talked about star Wars. Mm. Um, you know, we didn't get a complete story until we watched the third film. Same with Lord of the Rings, but I guess the Lord of the Rings came out in book form, yeah. but again, you had to buy three separate books. So, it, you know, it's very, you know, you kind of hit dead ends with this kind of debate, but it just, 
it kind of just hurts the fact that the <laughs> I, I'm interested to find out what people. No, no, no. I just don't know because I'm not. I'm not that big a Final Fantasy fan. Are people pissed that they can't play the whole game? Are they pissed that it's like um, fifty pounds for I half think- the game or the, like a percentage of the game? Are they? You know? Do you know what I mean? I don't. It's because people are probably pissed. Because yeah. people are always pissed. It's, it's, it's a combination because like everyone has has generally loved what they have done. Like it's like it's yeah. for everyone I've spoken to that I've played the game. It's like. It's just a slight annoyance because it offsets how good they have done this remake. Like, like I said, they've turned the first ten percent of the original game into its own game. They've turned two hours into like a 40, 50 hour playthrough game. So they are happy about that. But at the same time, they're just like, well, like, all right, I'm, I, I want more now. You've like, let, even though you, everyone kind of knows how the game goes on to finish here, but you've left me on a cliffhanger. I want to play the rest of the game, but I can't because you haven't made the rest of the game yet. And especially you're a completionist, when they announce the next game, you've invested three hours into this part one. You're going to get part two because why would you start this adventure not to go on to complete it? Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Maybe it's a timing thing. Like the difference between going from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi to The Rise of Skywalker mm. is that it's like two and a half hours. You sit down, you watch it, you get up, you walk out. Yeah. But because it's like a forty-hour experience, mm. or because you there are that you the nature of video games is that you can either play through the story or you can have certain experiences that you want to experience and leave certain things. I, you know, you know what I mean. I just yeah. maybe that's what makes it difficult to deal with mm. the fact that it isn't just a kind of walk-in, walk-out experience the same way as a movie is. Yeah, or maybe it's the price. Maybe it's the price that you know people are going to have to fork out. 50 yeah. odd I, I, 50 odd pounds a time yeah for for me i'm for me personally um, i would say it's the price in it like as much as i know that when it comes around to it, i could probably spend every every year or two spend 50 pounds on a new final fantasy game i just don't feel like i should have to like you should just give me a full game um but again like i said from from the reviews that i've been getting i've been hearing from most people they absolutely love the game the game's magnificent the game's amazing the updated uh battle mechanics is great um the, like i said the only negatives i've really been hearing is people are just like i want the rest of this game i want to play the complete game now like i want to play as the other characters in the final fantasy universe i want to you know see other bits of the original remade uh with the way that has been done in this modern telling of the game yeah, uh, like I said, I'm not very well versed in Final Fantasy. I mean, I'd be interested from a pacing perspective because I know that it's a very kind of narrative-driven game, like how they split the game up. Um, but yeah, if anyone anyone listening to this has any um, disagrees with me mm-hmm. about how the game should be distributed or how much it is, uh, just talk to Nana about it. I'm <laughs> sure he'll, he'll he'll listen to you. Oh yeah, don't worry. In, in the next- I, I won't. <laughs> In the next couple of weeks, um, I will be having guys on that have like completed the gate uh, Final Fantasy VII. So I will be asking them to give like mini reviews on it and their thoughts on what's going to happen moving forward. So definitely over the next couple of weeks, you you will hear that story whether you like it or not. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, like I said, I've never played a Final Fantasy game. I don't know anything about Final Fantasy, but I've just given my opinion for the last. So I'm just going to go and hide. <laughs> no worries, no. Worries. Wait for all this to for all this to blow over. <laughs> no worries. All right, so where do you want to go next? Should we go? Um, what did I ask? Should we? Go, what did I ask you? Should we go end game now? 
Endgame a year yeah, on. Yeah, okay. Um, I didn't get a chance to do yeah, really end, much. Endgame but, a year and a bit on. Yeah. Um, well, you you when Endgame was released, you actually read a really great article about it. So what, what are your feelings a, a, a year on after Endgame? In terms of, well, obviously because of the current world situation, and mm. there hasn't been a Marvel movie released since, apart from Far From Home, yeah. actually. Uh-huh. One? Uh, yeah, because we were meant to get Black Widow that- like last month, but that didn't happen. Right. So yeah, that's that's kind of going back to what I was saying about physical media. It's like that was a really good end point. I mm. mean, um, Far From Home was like an epilogue. Yeah. But it's it's nice to kind of it's kind of convenient that Black Widow was delayed because we've had that time to just kind of digest it and see the whole thing as a package again. I mean, once it once it came out. You know, however, however many times people went to see it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Now that it's been now that it's been released on home home movie and stuff like that, people have probably sat down and watched the whole Infinity Saga mm-hmm. and seen it as a whole. Whereas yeah. before, you would have kind of been doing a catch up and then going to see the new one, and you know, it would have been a bit out of sync. Yes. Um, I've seen Endgame a, about four times since it came out in the cinema. Mm-hmm. A couple of times on home home release. To be honest, I think it would. Yeah, home release. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called these days? I think, um, I think to be honest, it was more relief than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and I felt that when I, when I first went in to Infinity War, it was just like, right, this is it. This is the end of the, this is the culmination of the 20 odd movies. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to deal with it. I don't know how they're going to kind of top it. I don't know. I, I just think that this is its own period in history. And mm-hmm. with things like Black Widow, um what's the other one captain america uh, uh, what's it called winter soldier and falcon or something yeah is that it yeah falcon winter soldier um you've got uh uh what's the one with um scarlet witch uh what the hell is that called quicksilver no the the one where it's like i want to say it's like no that's that's harley quinn oh god damn how forgot what this is called uh, I'm Inhumans? Nah, Inhumans was like completely else that everyone seems to have struck, from, right. their, from, struck from their memories. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so you're getting the bucket, the fa- fa- Falcon and Winter Soldier show. You're getting yeah. the Scarlet Witch show, which I just can't for the life of me. I just can't remember what that is called right now. Um, I think we were meant to be getting a She-Hulk show. And what was the other one? I'm pretty sure it was four movies. Oh my God. This is how I've not been really paying attention to the Marvel stuff. But um a lot of that stuff's been pushed back obviously because of the whole lockdown and coronavirus and all the all that stuff um as much as i trust kevin feige i i don't think they will ever top what they've done with this infinity saga i don't I, like it was just eternals oh oh yeah no, that's yeah that's one of the movies but there was like four disney plus shows coming out and i like i said i can't remember what they all were uh, One Division, Loki, that's it. Hawkeye. There you go. There you go. You've got it. You've got it. Yes. Um, I don't think they'll talk what they've done so far, man. Like it, it, it was an absolutely epic piece of movie, movie magic, so to speak. I don't know. And obviously, you're not gonna have um, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man unless he, you know, comes back and makes a little cameo. You're not gonna have um, Captain America. Uh, Black Widow's dead. Uh, like spoilers. For <laughs> sake, what is it with you? It's a movie that's over a year old. 
they, <laughs> any, they, ex- if, any excuse if they haven't seen it by now it, what are they doing with their lives i honestly think it's going to be a testament to how uh people react how people felt about the individual characters within the movie mm-hmm. for for me personally a, a, a black widow movie or a black widow tv show or even falcon and winter soldier i wouldn't go out of my way to watch it mm. um whereas loki or doctor strange or mm. the next thor film i would i'm much much more interested in mm. uh, to be honest i think things like iron man and captain america just leave it mm. i mean obviously they won't yeah but no, obviously you, for you now it's, obviously for now it's kind of been left but yeah you know going forward for the next 3 or 4 years it's it's much more kind of for me it's much more selective about what I want to watch mm-hmm. because you know I really liked Loki as a character I really yeah. liked um, Doctor Strange as a character and Thor so uh, to me that's just more interesting to explore mm-hmm. whether it well you know you can you can go down the whole kind of prequel route route all you like mm-hmm. but um, but yeah just after after the ending of Endgame it's just like it feels first of all it feels like they have to let it breathe for a bit. It, mm-hmm. it feels like um, this will carry on. Things like Falcon and Winter Soldier and Black Widow, they will, they're pre- they're, I imagine they're prequels. They can't really be sequels, can they? Um, no, the, so the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be like a sequel. It's going to be like the story about, um, what's his name? Sam Lewis? Sam Lewis? Yes. Oh, I, I forgot the names, lad. Damn. Sam... <laughs> It's, it's basically going to be the story about uh, uh, Falcon basically becoming the next Captain America. That, that's that's, right. that's where it is. So that's that's going to be set in the future, so to speak. Um, the Loki one, we're not sure on, but it looks like it's going to involve a lot of time travel. Um, WandaVision is potentially going to be all her imagination of, of how, how she's coping with the loss of Vision. So it's going to be potentially that she's like creating this world in her mind and it's gonna go. It's gonna be like based on like four different sitcoms, um, and the what was the last one? The, I think there's the She-Hulk one. Um, that one's the one that we know like the least information on at this moment in time. Um, again, more for, for like for the culture. I'm obviously looking forward to Black Panther two. Uh, I'm looking to see where they go with that. Um, see if they can make it better than the first one that they did. Um, They're gonna have the Olympics in Wakanda. <laughs> they're gonna have the Olympics or Wakanda. That would be freaking cool, isn't yeah, it? We, they're gonna have us. We can't. Have a, we can't have. We're not having the. We're not having the Olympics in Tokyo. They can have it in Wakanda. Why? They're, they're looking to ho- hopefully have a Starbucks in um, Wakanda. So I, I, I can. Yeah. I could. Om- I could almost put money on it. Yeah, that we'll get a shot of a Starbucks in Wakanda based off the joke that they made in the first one about opening the borders and like you know now that they open the borders they want the Starbucks. So I, I guarantee we're gonna get that shot. Like. It, it it would it would surprise me if they didn't considering like how well Marvel do with the continuity c- continuity and stuff like that. Um, that's just a joke that just pretty much writes itself. Um, and for those that remember, it was just like, oh yeah, look, Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> um, either that or they either that or they get a Wendy's and you'll just get a picture of that character that said the line, just looking really pissed off. <laughs> it's like where's where's my, <laughs> where's my Star Wars? Yeah, where's my half calf skinny whip? <laughs> Double strawberry blueberry sodden latte thing. Mm. No, here's a burger. This is gonna style sleeper, Jim. They got Starbucks in Tokyo, right? Oh yeah, uh, Japan. Yeah, 
everywhere. Yeah, cool. Just make, everywhere. Just, just making sure. Um, yeah, no, but I am looking forward to seeing. You know, like I, I haven't done a rewatch of Endgame, but like every time I see clips of it, I still get like chills and emotion. Um, I've seen. Uh, what did I watch the other day? I think someone did like a a stop motion like with Legos of that battle scene between um, Thanos, Captain America, uh, Iron Man, and um, Four, and it was just really cool. And um, it and then someone also reposted that someone recorded the cinema watching that end sequence for the first time, just the crowd's reaction. So anytime I see stuff like that, I still get like, um, oh, what's that word? Not the chills, but like, Goosebumps. yeah, goosebumps. That's, I still get goosebumps. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so fucking epic. So like, <laughs> it, it, it sticks with ah. you. It's it proper sticks with you, man. Yeah, I think the, the looking at the list, I think the one thing that sticks out to me is that there isn't, not yet anyway, and I, I, it's understandable, there isn't an event movie. No. I mean, obviously, Endgame is going to be very difficult to replicate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but there isn't, there isn't an event movie there yet. No, there isn't. No. I mean, I'm, in, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, sequel to Thor just because I enjoyed Ragnarok so much. Mm-hmm. And... Guardians three, I enjoyed Guardians one, but again, just because it was so fresh. Yeah, I think uh, the Loki, the Loki TV show has a if it is a TV. Yeah, I imagine it's a TV show. Yeah, anyway, it's a TV show. Uh, yeah. I imagine the local t- Loki TV show has a. It could be fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to me, to me, it's um, what's the next big event? Like the Eternals? Yeah, I the, guess the next big event probably will be the Eternals. Um, and then I guess after that, we're kind of just going to be looking forward to seeing how and if they introduce like the X-Men Fantastic Four into the MCU and how they go about doing that. Um, because that, other than the Eternals, that probably would be the next like epic massive event. Yeah. Like the next, yeah, I guess the next kind of big event is if, if the X-Men are in the MCU, who's going to be Wolverine and, yeah, all those kind of conversations. I don't even know if that's a thing. All right, so, um, so just kind of like to tie in the Disney Plus stuff, yeah? So yeah. when when is it exactly dropping in Japan? Or is it already Friday. I, I want to say Friday. Friday yeah. or Monday. Right. Soon. Very, very soon. Okay, so are you guys going to be... Do you know whether you guys are going to get in the Mandalorian week to week? No idea. That's what... Uh, that's what annoys me. That's what even annoys me about trying to get Netflix is the fact that like, sign up for your free trial. What am I watching? No idea. <laughs> uh, so, you the, know, there's um, the only problem I have with that is because this is one of the things that we're facing over here is that we got Disney Plus late. Um, and it's the fact that it's the Mandalorian still being released week to week where it's already complete in America. So if you're one of those people that were like watching it illegally and then you kind of wait to like watch it properly now, you're just like, well, I've watched it already. Why can't you just put all 12 episodes out straight away so I can just binge it? So again, it's going to be like, well, if you guys are getting it on Friday and you're going to have to get week to week, well, that's going to be like three different continents that's already got ahead of you. And I, I doubt you'd have um, been able to keep off from seeing spoilers because like, again, spoilers if you don't know already and I'm about to read it for you, but like, baby. No, no, no. <laughs> come on, you must know about Baby Yoda. I know, I've seen pictures of it. Exactly. That became uh, an online meme phenomenon. Like, there was no way that if you were someone that was trying to keep 
the Mandalorian quiet until you got to see it for your first ever the first see it for the first time that's that would have been massively spoiled for you and um i'm i'm very glad that like i watched the very first two episodes when the americans were watching it or if i had that room for me i would have been pissed um i haven't gone back to it yet because i haven't got disney plus yet and i kind of want to watch the rest of it legally um yeah like when it comes to the new marvel shows you're potentially depending on how things work you might not be getting them to three months down the line if you're someone that you know listens to us or you listen to pcl you're gonna have it ruined for you because they're going to talk about it like it's it's a given yeah i think that's the main thing like if uh, for example uh game of thrones Mm. like when everyone sat down and watched game of thrones it was like a real kind of water cooler moment and everyone online could talk about it at pretty almost the same time yeah whereas with everything being so fragmented like this not only is it excuse me not only is it very difficult to keep stay away from spoilers but it's actually quite difficult to have a conversation with someone about it if you don't get the chance to watch it at the same time when that when that experience is being restricted not by you mm-hmm. if you don't you know, for example if i didn't get the chance to go and see endgame until the, the sunday night the, the friday before it came out mm-hmm. or the friday after it came out then i'd just be like right you know i'll talk to people um after i've seen it yeah Whereas with this, if you're if you're talking about weeks or months down the line, mm-hmm. and you're talking about ten episodes of a TV show rather than one one movie, mm-hmm. that's an incredibly fragmented experience, especially when you're trying to have a conversation with someone mm-hmm. um, on the other side of the world, or when when someone's just not caught up with something. I mean, you know, like I said, Game of Thrones might be it might have been the similar kind of situation for Game of Thrones. I don't know because I um, I never really kept up with Game of Thrones. Uh, as it was coming out mm-hmm. but from what you're saying about the mandalorian that's ridiculous especially for something as big as disney or as big as star wars yeah. even though it's not an you know it's not one of the saga movies but mm-hmm. it's still, still from from what i've heard it's still um pretty big it's still good it's still a good quality yeah, yeah. tv show and something mm-hmm. that people want to actually kind of get behind and talk about so for that for for disney to kind of fragment it or to stagger it in the way that they have seems very kind of counterintuitive to me yeah 100% agree on that and um again i didn't really get as sucked in uh, in star wars as i potentially could have but if they do the same thing with some of the marvel shows like i'm gonna have to do what i have to do to watch it because i don't want to fall behind what everyone's you know talking about and i'm just like left in the dark or i get things spoiled for me because i'm not watching it and it's and especially nowadays it's so easy to just accidentally get something spoiled for you like you can just go on facebook and there'll be a thread that says oh um talking about something completely different and in the comments someone's just like you know drops a massive star wars or or, a massive marvel um spoiler and you're just gonna be pissed so yeah man disney just sort it out man i just i think it's gonna get to the stage where with like i said with things like uh one division and stuff like that i'm Mm. not actually that bothered i mean if i had the chance to watch it at the same time as everyone else you know Mm. to keep the um, go along with the hype and kind of have a conversation about it for a, for a bit afterwards. That'll be fine. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't, if it's not released day and date the same time as, as everyone else, it's going to be like either I'm, I'll just catch up with it and not be that bothered by spoilers or mm-hmm. just be like, oh, if it's on, I'll watch it. You know, just, just have that really kind of um, blase attitude to it. Not like, which is completely opposite to, especially the latter half of the MCU movies where the, 
the the arrival of a movie or the you know the release of a a main mainline MCU movie was an event and it just got a big, bigger and bigger and bigger from um Civil War through to like uh, Infinity War and then Endgame mm. you know right. the the hype or the, the the anticipation just got bigger and bigger and bigger and I can see it just kind of I can see now that it's just kind of peaked to the point where people are like, meh, I'll, I'll watch it. And then you've got this kind of, you've got the hardcore fans that will watch it every week. All right, but um, all right. when they can. All right, so check this year. So, one of the like rumors or little tab- tidbits of information that's been coming out recently is that um, Doctor Strange 2 is going to be linked to WandaVision. So, you can probably still watch Doctor Strange 2 without getting all the inside jokes. But if you want to get like a, a proper true understanding of what you're about to see, you know, you're going to um, need to have watched WandaVision. So, you know, if you're someone, again, that's like a, a big fan, a big fan of um, the MCU stuff, you know, you're not going to be thinking, ah, oh, I haven't seen this later episode of WandaVision because it's still not available in my country. Now, do I really want to go into one uh, to see Doctor Strange 2? without fully understanding what's going on even if it is just like i don't know maybe three jokes out of the whole movie that you might not understand and i've yeah i've said this to you i've said this to to someone before i think it's the different um the different levels of referencing or the different levels of in jokes Mm. this is why i had such a problem with um what is it start uh solo Mm -hmm. This is why I, I, I think I said this to Dan. The r- fundamental reason why Endgame worked mm-hmm. and why Solo didn't was because of two words. What were those two words? Those two words were "I know." Think back to. I'm not getting on my high horse. This is probably <laughs> not. This is probably not ludicrously new information. Mm-hmm. But in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers says, you know, his his past self says to his future self, I could do this all day. Yeah. And he goes, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. and everyone and everyone got that and everyone laughed and yeah. everyone thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Well, I thought it was brilliant anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of how the line was delivered, mm-hmm. what it meant, you know, that's a that's a reference or that's an in-joke from the first Captain America. That is genius. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. The reason why that word the reason why those words didn't work in solo is because um, I think one of the one of the characters says to Solo, or Solo says to that, "I hate you," and they turn and go, "I know." And that's to me, that's such a cheap, cheap way to try and reference something mm-hmm. that because everyone everyone knows about the the Star Wars, I you know, I love you, I know, yeah, reference. And to me, it was just a cheap callback. There was there was no kind of subversion. There was no, you didn't really need to, you know. It just it felt so much cheaper than how Endgame used it. And mm. I'm just worried that, well, I'm not worried about it. It doesn't bother me. But <laughs> if, like, you, like you're saying about watching WandaVision or something like that, mm. and you have to get, to, to get certain jokes, you have to watch WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's not counterproductive, but it's very kind of like, oh, if you want to find out what happens in this, you have to watch this, but mm. you're not really interested in this. But that's why you have to watch it. Yeah, it seems like it doesn't. I, I, well, uh, there, there must be a kind of. Eh? Well, again, I don't know if it's going to be jokes, but like there might be like some plot beats that you might not fully understand if you haven't seen the other one. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's kind. Of, it potentially may force people to like, if you want to truly understand everything that's going on in this movie, you need to watch One Division. Where for the most part, even if you haven't seen like 
all the eps- all the movies in the MCU, yeah, you kind of jump in at certain points and just watch the movie and take it for what it is. And I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying about video video games being mm. a finite product. You know, you you develop it, you QA test it, yeah. you produce it, you sell it, and then that's it. In the in the old days, but, <laughs> but now, but but now, all these new TV shows and all these new movies are coming out, which um, I think rely more on being intertwined because there's so much more of it. Mm-hmm. To to encourage to encourage viewers to watch everything, you need to give them a reason to watch everything. Yeah, and it seems it sounds like they're relying too much on kind of mutual responsibility, narrative wise, than actually just letting a product stand up by itself and be counted for by itself. And mm. I don't I don't know how much the the Mandalorian ties in with the extended Star Wars universe, or whether it needs to, or whether it can stand alone as its own product. Mm. I just like I said, an Iron Man TV show or uh, a Captain America TV show has just—it just has more weight to it than something like WandaVision or um, Bucky with, with, Hawkeye. Well, yeah, well yeah, Hawkeye was. But well, do you know what I mean? The fact mm. that I'm even kind of debating how which characters have the weight to be able to carry their own uh, TV show and which ones don't—that mm-hmm. is a testament to the fact that there is a there is to me there is a very clear hierarchy of not only popularity but just kind of narrative interest mm-hmm. with certain characters yeah um and whether like i said for them to try and replicate what hap- um what happened in endgame they need to they need to kind of replicate all the all the build up and all the the justification for it which i think is very 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 difficult to do mm. especially if you're going to fragment your audience in the way that they are with like tying together all these TV shows as well as main mainline movies. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a wait and see how that all pans out, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I I tried to look at Disney Plus in Japan. Mm-hmm. It comes out on the eleventh, which is next Thursday. Okay. And. Uh, Toy Story 4, The Lion King, live action Lion King. Probably not best to get me started on that. Um, <laughs> talking about things that didn't need to happen. Mm. Um, yeah, I imagine, I imagine I'd be amazed if the, the Mandalorian, at least episode one, isn't, isn't out yeah. on the 11th. Yeah, not well. I, but again, I, I but so. again, until it's just going to be a case of turning it on and see if it, see if it's there. Yeah. I think. No, definitely, definitely. Oh, boy. Well, it's... What time is it? It's three in the morning over here. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Lordy. Call it, call it a night, say, this week. Do you know what I mean? It's been joint share because, yeah, like, sure. it feels like we've been talking for, like, hours. It's only just coming under two hours, you know? It's really not been as long as it's going, I, I thought we've been chatting for. But it's been so is that much. a good thing or a bad thing? No, that's a good thing because it's, like, it means I'm having fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's okay then. No, like I, I said, I I just um it's I tell, me, I tell you what, it's the first time I've spoken to a native English speaker for this long for a long, <laughs> long, long time. Actually, that's just because I always enjoy our little chats at random times in the morning or random times of the day, and we just catch up. We just uh, just talk some random shit. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, I should have put the disclaimer at the beginning. If this is interesting to anyone, 
I'd be absolutely. St- Wait, well, like I said, it's, I just, it's, it's always interesting to me, and it? so it's it's what I like. So I, I don't like for the most part. I don't care what anybody else thinks if they want to. Well, st- to be honest, it doesn't really help that I barely know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> that doesn't help. But no. Uh, no, it's it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, man. Thank you very much for taking yeah, the time out to no um, worries, dude, to talk to me. No worries, man. Like. Not to sound selfish, I kind of wish you still lived in like the UK so I could like see you more often and we can go to the pub and have a beer and stuff like that. But you know, you're you're living the the dream and living in Japan, yeah, enjoying enjoying life. <laughs> but, um, it's yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the next chapter in my life at the moment. Mm. Sitting in a sitting in a newly built house. Yeah. It's pretty insane, mm, but we'll get there. Like I said, I can't really do a tour. I can't do a video of it because everything's <laughs> everywhere. There's so much shite here. It's unreal. No way, so, geez, man. Bro, thank you very much for joining me. I love talking to you about all this welcome, gaming thank and you. all that stuff, man. Um, stay safe out there. You know, make sure you know you're doing your own social distancing and shit like that. Um, yeah, man. Thank you for joining me, man. Um, Thank and, you for talking to me, man. No worries. No worries, man. Thank you for talking to me, dude. All right, Mr. Igata- Take care. Igataku, say bye to the people. Bye to the people. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, catch you guys next week. Uh, bye-bye now. <laughs>